How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Why the oil? In this message that I'm going to talk about is about our praise and honoring that should go to God first and give our very best to Jesus. Now we know from our studies that oil represents the presence and the power of the Spirit of God throughout the Bible. Jesus often was referred to as the Anointed One, using oil as a metaphor for the Holy Spirit being present and acting like Christ. We need to bring Jesus our very best when we come to Him. Take the time to exalt Him And don't worry about those around you that may want to stop you. In Matthew 26 and 7 we read, There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat or supper. Let's look at this lady who put Jesus first. She gave her very best to Jesus. First of her belongings, then of her worship of him and in honoring him. There was a house full of people, and the woman's place was definitely not at the table with the men. But her desire to be near Jesus was so strong that she went against her customs and all of the angry words. We want to point out that most of the meanest looks, comments, and hateful and hurtful things will come from your close Christian friends and family. We often get involved in our daily lives so much that we forget to honor and thank God for all that he has done for us. Now, John will identify this lady later as Mary. Why her name is omitted here, we don't know for sure. But without a name given, we can often place our own name in those spots. It's like we should bring our very best to the Master when we are in his presence. Now, we know that Mary and Martha were evidently serving a meal for Simon the leopard at this time. Matthew and Mark mentioned that she anointed his head. Now later, John and Luke will talk about that Jesus' feet were anointed and she wiped them with her hair. We'll talk about that in a minute. The alabaster box was a very special box with precious ointment. Mark valued this set over 300 denarii, which was nearly a year's wages, which is very costly indeed. Alabaster was a very fine marble. It was quarried in Egypt, which often was carved into delicate containers for storing costly perfumes and ointments. Alabaster was usually white, but because it was so translucent, it seemed lit from inside. For this reason, we often hear it described as a pale complexion that seems to glow from inside. I heard one of my Christian friends talk about it. He said, That reminds him of our bodies. We're pretty on the outside, but we hold a special glowing soul inside. This ointment in the alabaster box was very expensive perfume or ointment. This ointment which Mary poured on Jesus' head was like an anointing. Not only was she blessing Jesus in the now, 
but it was a blessing for times to come. And we know from our studies there were two instances where Jesus was anointed with oil that take place prior to his crucifixion. The two different occasions of receiving the oil blessing and close inspection of the accounts of Jesus being anointed with the oil before entering Jerusalem reveals that there are two separate times. In the book of John, we read about the event six days prior to the Passover. The six days prior to the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those who reclined with Jesus at the table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, who would later betray Jesus, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but it was because he was a thief and a liar. And having been in charge of the group's money bag, he used that to help himself whenever he felt like it. So he wanted money. Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. And that's John 12, 1 through 8. Reading the account of Mark, the anointing oil takes place four days later, just two days prior to the Passover. This time, event taken place at Simon the leopard's house. Now the chief priests and scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him, For they said, Not during the feast, let there be an uprising or an uproar from the people. And while he was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of oil of pure nard, which was very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. And here again in Mark 14, 1-9, But Jesus said, Leave her alone, why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me, for you always will have the poor with you, and when you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She anointed my body beforehand of burial. And truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. So this happened in two different events. In both instances, we can see that the same pure nard perfume was being used, but the application was different. In one instance, the oil was rubbed on the feet of Jesus, and in the other, it was poured on his head. So in Matthew and John, it was poured on his head, and on his feet was in Luke and Mark. The subtle yet significant difference. Some of the presents, some of those presents were not happy with the expensive perfume worth more than a year's wages was being wasted rather than being sold and given to the poor. So Jesus rebuked them for this, telling them to leave her alone and decreed that she had done a beautiful thing. The poor will always have you, and you can always help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could, pouring perfume on his body prior to his burial. In both instances, whether Jesus was had his feet rubbed with oil or it poured on his head, he came to the defense of the person doing it, saying they were doing what was right. This person was given their best out of love for Jesus. Now let's look at this culture real quick. 
There's something happening here that is more obvious to the Hebrew people than it is to us. In that culture, it was hospitable if you had a guest in your house to provide water in a bowl for them to wash their feet as they would have walked through the dusty streets and byways of Israel. That sand gets everywhere, trust me. To that water, you would add drops of perfume that made a pleasant aroma, but was not wasteful in the amount that you would add because the Torah was commanded not to be wasteful. So the rabbis had decided that when you celebrated somebody coming into your house, it was okay to use some perfume, but it was not okay to use Pyrnard that was more expensive. Why? Because it would be wasteful. So if you wasted resources, then you would violate a command in their Torah. The Torah is still used by Jews today. The Torah in Hebrew can mean teaching, direction, guidance, and law. The most prominent meaning for Jews is that the Torah consists of the first five books of the Hebrew Bible. It is also called the Pentateuch, the five books, in Greek, traditionally thought to have been composed by Moses. He says that they are not rubbing the pure nard on my feet or pouring it on my head to celebrate me. They are using this pure nard on my feet and head as an act of mourning for my burial. So he defended them by saying this is not the act of celebration or rejoicing. This is the act of mourning. And since the act of mourning fits into the law or the Torah, they were allowed to do it. During the Passover, they would have to choose a Passover lamb to sacrifice. How it fits about this blessing of Jesus. The Passover lambs were chosen six days in advance. This allows them to be brought in, often to a family home, and inspected for five days. They were inspected to ensure that they were free from blemish, including their legs, ankles, and feet, as they were easily damaged or marked up in the rocky hillside. At this point, they would be taking the anointing oil and rubbing it on the ankles and the feet prior to them being inspected the five days to come. So six days before the Passover, Jesus is in someone's house in Bethany, and he is anointed for burial by having pure nard rubbed on his ankles and feet. This was the first anointing prior to his crucifixion. The second anointing happens two days before Passover. The Passover lamb was anointed the second time on the head to announce that they were free from disease or blemish. This is in contrast to the first time that it had their feet anointed six days prior. The head of Jesus was anointed two days before he was crucified as a sign that he was well and without sickness or defect. The first Passover lamb anointed on its feet six days before the Passover. The second anointing was on the head two days prior to the Passover. Then the Passover lambs were sacrificed on the Passover, which is called Nisan 14, from the ninth hour, or 3 p.m. We read the following, his second anointing, Jesus and the twelve disciples returned to Jerusalem from Bethany on the next day to partake in the Passover meal. This was followed by his arrest, his trial, and his crucifixion the following day. When Jesus died, it was around the ninth hour, about 3 p.m., which was the same afternoon that the Passover lambs were killed. So in the story, this woman was blessing Jesus before he had sacrificed for us. She loved Jesus more than material things. She loved Jesus and this was no sacrifice to her. Mary, on several occasions, was heard calling Jesus Master. Now remember, in Bethany, it was a poor city. 
And this box and the ointment was of great value here. Also about the oil, we can't really get into the other 200 times that oil was used in the Bible. One of the most famous was when David was anointed with oil to become the new king to replace King Saul. The scripture passage above says the Holy Spirit empowered him. The oil is used to anoint a little shepherd boy, David, by Samuel before he even fought Goliath, before he even took the throne to rule over the chosen people. God had blessed David when his family didn't even think that he was worth enough to call back from the fields when Samuel was looking for a new king. Take comfort in knowing that God sees more in you than the world does. God can take a person who is willing to give him their very best and he will do great things with it. Be the person who is willing to give their best for Jesus and let him defend others who complain or come against you. Jesus loves a cheerful giver. During this lesson, we talked many times in places where people honor Jesus and wanted to be in his presence. We are convinced that when we give our very best to Jesus, then he will accept our offering and bless our lives. We are glad that Jesus loves us so unconditionally. It isn't that we're good, but it is that we know that he is good. We all should be thankful that he loved us so much that he died for our sins that we might, through him, have an eternal home in heaven. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, then today is the day. Reach out with your heart and ask him to come in. He is knocking and you can allow him in. Jesus will not force you to accept him as your Lord and Master, but you will be so happy that you did. Just like a story of the woman who brought the alabaster box filled with the expensive oil, you can bring your life to Jesus, the most expensive thing that you have, your soul. Well, thank you for allowing me to share this message with you, and God bless, and we'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your understanding of this word and how it ties in to your sacrifice and how you gave your life for us on that cross. We thank and we praise you, Lord, in your name, we lift you up. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.